When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. This is Keith reporting from the Low Key Podcast, and I'm joined here with Aaron Lantern. Yo, what's going on, party people? All right. And we also joined here today with a, our special guest, Sam, from the Sam Said It Podcast. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Today, we're going to go ahead and um, get into our thoughts about the Joker movie directed by Todd Phillips. I think Aaron has a few interesting things to say about it. He wanted to to pretty much spoil it before the podcast, but but you know I'm like save it for the pod, save it for the pod. And I I don't know what Sam thinks about it at all. So it's going to be a pretty interesting episode. But let's start with Aaron. So what what were your your first initial thoughts? It's the most beautiful vapid movie I've ever seen in my life. By the way, y'all, this is a spoiler review. What what about you, Sam? What were your initial thoughts? I totally agree. I didn't know the words I needed, which would be vapid. Again, learning new things. <laughs> but it is a movie, as he said, that by the end of it, everyone wants to make a very, very grand gen gesture towards it all. Like, oh, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? And kind of like you said, it means nothing. Like, it absolutely ends up kind of sort of meaning nothing. Which I still had a decent time with it. Like, it's not as if I looked at that movie and said, oh, it's trash. I don't look at that movie and said, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't deserve, you know, a few nods, if not thoughts about maybe being mentioned in a best actor for the Academy Award to some business. But as far as the movie as a whole, yeah, it's a very mixed bag that at the end you realize, oh, wait, none of this means anything. Gotcha. So... At what point did y'all come to a conclusion like, okay, this film isn't about nothing. I don't know what's real. Is it at the very end or is it somewhere midway through the film? All right. So this is this movie is like a a prime example of when you're in a creative writing class and your professor's like, hey, show, don't tell. This movie is all tale. Like, all the freaking way now. So even, like, when you get the reveal that the woman who he believes he's dating, he's not dating. The thing is, the movie tells you in the very first ten minutes that he's the kind of person who will watch a TV show and then envision himself in the audience and the host talking to him. At that point, I already have a sense that you know, we're going to have some version of a beautiful mind going on. We're like, I don't really know that what I'm looking at is definitely happening the way that we're saying it. So when the movie decides to allow him to go into the woman's apartment and she's like, are you the guy down the hall? What's your name, Arthur? And I'm like, okay, cool. But then like, all right, so they've established like that stuff didn't happen, but then they still show you the scenes without her. And I'm like, I didn't need that, actually. Like, you actually just told that to me. What are we doing here? Like, it, sometimes it, like, it over-explains stuff. And then the thing that's so interesting is then it chooses to be ambiguous as if that's something artful by having him walk out of the apartment without showing whether or not he killed the woman and her family. 
well in, in her daughter and i'm like teach me how to like as a viewer teach me how to how to actually watch your film are you trying to be ambiguous or are you not and and it's just not consistent in ways that i feel like are really important like the director's language is confusing and some people read that as as making it more oscar worthy or more impactful somehow and for me i just feel like that inconsistency does not do well i mean I can I can give you several moments where I felt like it just did not come together and it chose not to say anything. But for me, the idea that the Joker is just a dude who decides to kill people because they make fun of him, while also the masses feel like he is on this kill the rich vibe. Those things aren't even aligned in any real way. It's just doing stuff. And at the end, when he says, basically, when you make fun of mentally ill people, this is what you get. And I'm like, dude. So you literally just killed him because he made fun of you. And you. But you're a comedian. And comedians make fun of each other. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what does any of this mean? I'll shut up now and let you guys talk some more. But I just feel like it had so many confusing messages. And it couldn't decide what it wanted to say. Oh, well, we, mm, we come after that. Uh, <laughs> I did all of that. Like, it to me, walking out of the Joker, it's been a while since I walked out of a movie theater and just been confused. And walking out of this movie theater, I was just confused. Like, you asked, when did I know it wasn't real? And it was, and I forgot her first name. I know her last name is Beats. I think she's on Atlanta. Um, Zazie like, Beats. Zazie Beats, right. Like, the, pretty much the love interest, right? The moment I see her. The, the obsessed in, or obsession interest, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. But the girl. The girl who yeah. was there. And also, side note, yeah, he killed her. Like, the moment he left her apartment, the ambulance came. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. That they, they probably died. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. To, yeah. to me, it was the girl, because you start noticing no one else is interacting with her besides him. When you see this, it's that, for me, it was initially the girl. It was, okay, huh. We had that one interaction, and then when she was like, so you like to stalk girls, huh? <laughs> No, son, the quickest of I'm going to punch you or my brother is going to come get you and or other family member that is a male. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is no interaction with that was cool. Even if you say, well, she's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Eh? Why? Because she put the gun to her forehead kind of thing? Nah. Yeah. I didn't believe that. So the moment I saw her and saw that interaction where she was all like, oh, you know, you followed me at work, which um, I was kind of, when he was following to work, I was like, brother, she can see you. Like being in the middle of the street, cars are. It was very SVU to me. <laughs> like I, I'm noticing you. Like the cars are honking. That's gonna make her probably turn around. But it's, the, it's just that moment of that was when it hit me. It was like, yeah, I don't think that's how people interact. Even the person I was with, I was like, if your current boyfriend was stalking you in the beginning, I know you love him now, but like, <laughs> like there will be no love today. Years later, if in week two. He's following you to work. Yeah. Even if it was trying to drop something off sweetly, how did you find out where I work? Who told you where I work? Mm. Like, why? It, yeah, the internet ain't out yet. Listen, I don't know what year this is. Some people say it's like 81. And it's, like, it's supposed to be late 70s. Oh, Gotham. I think it's 81, actually. Exactly. Okay, okay. Because that's the one I keep hearing. But yeah, like, for, to answer the question fully, yeah, it was the girl. It was the girl interacting with him after he, quote unquote, well, not quote unquote, as he stalked her. Mm-hmm. And her being like, no, nah, that's cool. No, oh, that's kind of cute. I like men who stalk me. And it's like, no, nah, that that's not a real interaction. Yeah. So, Keith, Keith, 
No, I was gonna say, Keith. Look, look, you you been letting us talk, man. What did you think? Like, yeah, did did you feel like this was the masterpiece that so many have felt like it is? I wouldn't go as far as say that it's a masterpiece. I think it's just an interesting Joker story. And and one thing that, um, of course, everybody says this, and the Joker says is that with his origin story, he always likes it to be multiple choice. And I, I'm down with this being like a different version of the Joker story. And I mean, I'm also even down with the fact that everything that happened pretty much happens by mistake out of just pure chaos and pure like his psychosis and kind of in a way getting into explaining what made him the way that he is but then at the same time not knowing if any of this story is actually true or not because he is a sociopath or psycho or whatever you know each way that you want to put it and then I don't know I'm kind of back and forth over the taking, like, I feel like what they're trying to say about mental illness and, like, what happens when people with these particular problems are ignored and what happens if you fall on the complete deep end. But what is it saying about mental illness? I'm I'm not saying this in a flipping way. What is it saying about mental illness? Because I mean, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just being an asshole um, and I don't get it. There are... Pre- um, mentions within the film where they're talking about different programs and things that were being cut. Like, for example, he couldn't see his therapist anymore. He couldn't receive his medication anymore. And there was a bunch of people in the, in the city of Gotham that were suffering from the same thing. And it also makes me think about the fact, <laughs> it kind of made me think about while I was watching it, the fact that in a way, you know, Bruce Wayne suffers from his own type of psychosis watching his parents being murdered in front of him. And that goes back to the book, the, um, what was the comic, um, The Killing Joke, right? Where the Joker was pretty much talking about how, like, it's one bad day that made him into the Joker. And he also went as far as saying that he believed that there was one bad day that made Batman Batman, which was true, right? But then essentially... It also makes you think how messed up is Batman to be the type of person that beats um, mentally ill people. Oh, come on. But the reading of Batman, if you're doing it that way, is super basic. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that to, like, say you're not trying to really engage with, like, how Batman works in his mythos. But that's a very particular kind of thing. So Batman, depending on which origin story you're looking at... um. You know, it's it's much it's a little more complicated than just going. His folks got killed, and then he just dressed like a bat, and he's crazy. Um, you know, typically in each of those stories, Gotham itself is in that same sort of uh, situation. Except the, the difference is your main focal point is Bruce Wayne, and he's like, "What can I do to help alleviate the crime and save people?" This version of the Joker is just like. Things are going wrong, and I impulsively have a gun on me, and I decide to shoot these people. Now, the thing is, because of how he is, we don't know if like what we saw on the subway happened the way he believes it happened. But let's assume it did, right? Those people, like, so when we see people talk about these Wall Street bankers, um, who, and the thing is, let me tell you some uh, for a fact. Having lived in New York, uh, 
if you a Wall Street banker making bank, you ain't riding the subway. I don't give a damn 70s or not. Uh, rich people don't ride the subway. So that's a whole nother thing. But uh, let's just say they are. And let's just say that woman who, who it's like, did she exist? It's like when she got up at the dude was throwing fries at her, she just isn't even on the cars that Arthur's like running to. That was kind of weird. But, but, but keep, keep keeping in mind, we, we don't see anybody else, period. We don't see, because, I mean, look, people are on the trains. Like, the trains don't run automatically. There, there'd be a conductor somewhere on that train. And also, there are other people who are on, you know, in stations all the time, and they just in the cut, and you might not see them. That's kind of how subways are in that, you know, city. Um, anyway, whole point is, also, you got to keep in mind, like, he was running for his, like, in, in, you know, a bunch of speed. He was running past a lot of people once he came out of that station. It's not like... We didn't even see anybody watching him run out of the subway before he starts dancing like a crazy person in the bathroom, wherever he was. But there's a lot of ways they could have found out a clown shot some people. Um, well, I was about to say there was a point. shot where from inside the train where you actually see him walking with the gun. And I was assuming that that was from a passenger's point of view. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying we don't see the woman in frame anymore, period. Like, I, I don't know that she's there. She's almost certainly there because it's be weird if they're, like, having a shared, like, mental episode together. But, you know, I don't know. Whole thing is, though, for me, where a lot of the stuff falls apart about the deepness of the film is it's, he literally says, as I mentioned before at the end, that, like, he's just doing this because he was made fun of by his idol, who's a comedian. And... At least at the end, right? Like his decision to go on the show and do all the stuff with with the Robert Downey uh, host comedy dude is is like a killing joke. I mean, killing joke. Hey, uh, what's the uh, King of Comedy reference? Uh, the Scorsese film. And for me, that's cool. Like he can do whatever he wants, but like it. The thing is, because it it chooses to literally have him say, he literally says at one point, like I'm not political, which like it. This seems like he's talking to the audience. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it, it it felt totally unnecessary for him to even say that. He feels like he's inspiring people, and everybody's talking about, like, killing the rich. And, he, of course, he has that that uh, frustration with Thomas Wayne, who he believes is his father. Um, but it, I don't I don't buy it. it. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel earned to say what they're to try to do some of the stuff they're doing um and actually for a moment can we talk about the the batman connections what do you guys think of how they use that mythos in this film did did you feel like it was well done or kind of kind of just hastily thrown together and i think they deal with that too much just as a side note the i want this to be ambiguous thing i get it but at the same time when i leave the movie theater it got to the point of I was confused and realized I shouldn't be confused because none of this matters. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, a part of me says yes because... A part of me says yes because I the interaction with Bruce and then Alfred to then lead to this and, oh, you're... Like, it's a connection of, oh, yeah, you're the guy that came by my house the other day. Yeah. Like, it, it's that moment of it, like I said, it goes to like, oh, this movie is so deep. And I'm like, eh. More like threads that don't connect. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. it's deep, but it's a lot of threads that don't connect. Where you have the interaction with Bruce, which is weird. Because you're touching a little boy's face and you shouldn't do that. 
you have Alfred, where are you at, at during this time? Because even with that, I can't believe that's a hallucination. Does he know who Alfred is? Like, uh, why would he? I don't know. Imagine Alfred being there. Also, do 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 rich little boys who who are like between ages like eight and eleven like still use playsets in the front yard where people can see them? Do you do you guys think it happened the way that we see it, or that that's his imagination running wild? That because you know uh, human memory, like we actually talked about this for for Undone, which is his Amazon show in the last episode uh, for Loki, and how memory is is valuable. You can't really trust it, and really, memory oftentimes serves the cause of protecting your id, you know. And do we believe that perhaps that interaction with Thomas Wayne, where he punches him in the face and say, "Don't see me anymore," blah blah blah, happened exactly the way Arthur believes it happened? Right. So I believe the interaction with Bruce happened. I do believe he had an interaction with um, Thomas Wayne. Where, where to me, it gets kind of, again, those threads don't go anywhere or just make you want to be confused. Is the, is Thomas Wayne lying or is his mother lying? Because but, when you start... No, well, I was going to say, ahead. but the thing that's weird for me, too, is like, as I watch, or I, I've listened to a lot of people talk about this film, and they say plenty of stuff about, like, how this Arthur is sympathetic in all these different ways. And I'm like, so, like, even if, like, I want to believe that most of what we see is like completely real when he sees that medical record for example in arkham asylum of his mother allowing him to be abused and all that however you want to read that um whether you think those documents are forged or whatever like his abuse does seem to be a thing that happened uh why does that make they're like he's just this agents of chaos and blah, blah blah i'm like no he's this asshole who decided to kill his mother who was sick weirdly by the way like that i knew she wasn't making it out of this movie damn and but when the way she didn't make it it was like oh 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 he's just a brat bad things happen to people all the time and i saw somebody on twitter it's a very unrelated thing to the entire film but they were like there's a black person or there are several black people in gotham who have shit way worse than arthur fleck and like like they're not going out like deciding to do the kind of stuff he's doing now it, i don't think that's like the most fair comment in the world for a film because it's not it's not really concerned with the experiences of black people although it, the first half of this movie it, like has a lot of black people in it uh in in ways i'm not really prepared to like talk about because i don't i'd have to watch it a second time to even understand what it's doing because i really don't get it but yeah, it's like he just. I'm watching. I'm saying he just feels like a brat. I mean, if he has a mental illness, or like, let's go as far as saying he's schizophrenic, or has all these different mental issues, it wouldn't make him a brat. It would make him a person that needs help. I mean, you can be a brat and somebody who needs help. Oh, those can those don't have to be separated for me. Yeah, but once again, if a person has a certain type of psychosis, I mean, I've never been the type to just go off the hinges and start murdering people myself. But I would assume that like if a person who's already like mentally sick that once aggression was put on him and he had the chance to turn that around, that was something that maybe in his mind made him feel more so alive. 
Because like the the moment that he killed those men on that subway, that's when he changed. Like what what, what yeah, because like what is okay, here's the thing. Even if you have a a some sort of psychosis, that doesn't in any way negate if you do something that is mm, just cruel to people. You know? Um you, you can you can say like, you know, that person needs help and this and that, but like at the end of the day, you can't, you know, be like, well, um, we just negate the things that happen. I mean, because look, if we were going through all the things that happened through this film, let's assuming they all happen, right? He stalks a woman who he, he met one time in an elevator and then kills her and her child. They ain't doing shit to him. He just was obsessed with her. What's, what's so like okay it's one thing like if you want well his mother allowed him to be abused blah 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 that woman they do shit to him he did go after a dude who he gave him a gun then you know um tried to kind of pin stuff on him and then tried to cover his ass by going to his apartment and say hey let's get our stores together but that doesn't mean you should be killing him um then he kills this dude on live tv who's a host for making fun of him who's another comedian in, in a in a field that he wants to be a comedian in I get all the stuff I'm saying about like how psychosis can get into stuff and blah blah blah, but like at the end of the day, there's not like even an overarching thing about how this character feels about the world outside of just I feel wronged by the people who either I wanted validation from or who I feel like were being mean to me. That is the depth of his character. Now, there are people who feel like the murder of those people is deeper than that because they have this frustration with the rich. And it's not that he doesn't have any of that, but that's not even like a guiding principle in his impulses. So you don't feel like the filmmakers say anything about mental illness and 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 overlooking the, the mental ill? Taxi Driver, for example, and... The King of Comedy. These movies that people keep saying are like that is you know having homages to. The King of Comedy is very literally about. It, it has something to say, right? It's very specific, and it's that you know fame is like this really like it, it, it's this you know captivating thing for society. In, in the way that it, it functions with capitalism. So, like, they contrast the comedian that Robert De Niro wants to become in the validation he's seeking with his fame. So, like, the there's this point, like, early in the movie where he's trying to, like, walk down the street. This woman, you know, is like, hey, can you know, can I get your attention, your autograph, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm sorry, I got somewhere to be. I got to keep going. And he's a celebrity that people know on the street. And she's like, I hope you die of cancer. And he's like, holy shit, like, I'm... I just got to go somewhere. Like, I just don't have time to stop. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, it's that the public feels entitled to him because he's a celebrity and to his time and to his attention. And that because he's a celebrity and a known face, they need to, he, he needs as an individual to stop what he's doing to give her all the attention. And that's the kind of validation that Robert De Niro's character seeks in this film. And Taxi Driver has something to say in a different way where you have this character who comes from Vietnam and he he is suffering from PTSD and he sees these these politicians on air who are full of hot air and they say all this different shit that's like not honestly concerned with the soldiers who are, you know, 
having these issues that he's having and he's like on pills and he's like drinking and this and that blah blah blah, blah. and it's a commentary on a whole bunch of different stuff this movie's not really interested in that it's like this dude's sick he loses his medicine and he's mad at people who make fun of him and who and who beat him up and that for him is a justification to go and murder folks but like that's to me like that's not when when your main character in a situation like this literally goes out of his way to say I'm not political and then also like verbatim I'm, I don't have the exact quote but that you know you're making fun of a person who's mentally ill here's what you get when you you murder some when you make fun of somebody who's mentally ill and he just murders him on live TV that's what the movie says it has to say it's not they're not really seeking more than that so I'm saying like the filmmakers. The, the creative team behind it, that's what, what they're asking us to take from it. They say it very straightforward. No, I didn't, I didn't ask you that. I said, do you think that the filmmakers were not trying to say anything about mental illness and how this country ignores people with mental illnesses? I feel like they do overlook the mentally ill because it's literally just saying that people who are mentally ill and don't have their medicines can't control their impulses and when you make fun of them or when you just happen you're an attractive woman who happens to walk by they're just gonna stalk you and ain't shit you can do about it i get what you're trying to say it is the arthur needs help and he's not getting the help we're looking at him as he's just a normal person who decided to go you know f the world one day Versus someone, the society, plus not being on the medication that he need, that he actually needs. And we're looking at him and still saying the same thing, like he's a normal person. So I, I get that, but to me, we kind of mentioned it earlier. It's like, what is the psychological message of this movie? Right. Because when I look at Arthur Fleck, I, like, I get what the argument can be on both sides, that he is a, pretty much he is a mental patient. Whether this all happened in his head or happened as he was telling that one black lady at the end. But the movie, the movie, the way it approaches it is just literally saying it's about capitalism. It's all, well, not even capitalism, just rich people. Like it just says rich people don't like they don't pay taxes, which doesn't allow more services to people who need it. But that's like where in the film does it say that, though? it even says about like rich people is that like so the the social worker stuff got cut because they didn't have a budget which really is just saying like there wasn't enough budget or in, in, in other words there's not enough tax revenue to allow the social worker stuff to continue going for him to allow to have some sort of prescription through a social worker they will allow him to have the medicines to keep him more stable although by the time before he even ran out of pills he had already killed those men so that's a whole nother thing too but the only thing it even says about the rich is that you know his social stuff got cut that's the only thing that even comes up he doesn't even interact with enough people for us to see the impacts of like the income gap between the rich and the poor so the man was already messed up so it took him to kill somebody to feel like his life had purpose and then as things start to move on like you said everybody that made him feel a type of way it just gave him an excuse and the validation to go deeper and deeper into that dark side of his psyche that he starts to feel more alive through but he only but he only felt like that because the, if for whatever reason him killing people did not end up on tv he never would have felt that so everything's about the like the validation through others which i'm the thing is in general that's mostly true for the joker 
overall, like if you look at his character, like throughout, you know, different iterations. So I'm not like super bothered by that. What I'm saying though is the movie, as far as when he gets to mental illness, it doesn't really say shit. And when it comes to like what it what happens to like the like society and like the rich versus the poor, it doesn't say shit. It just says poor people when they don't when they feel like they aren't, you know, they don't have much. They just want to kill rich people. But like we don't even get to see like people beyond Arthur struggling. Like he's just struck he's not like struggling beyond just simply like we ain't got a great apartment and we ain't got like they ain't starving like they don't say show no instances of them like they just can't eat or like like uh, their poverty makes sense to me but their poverty isn't like like destructive poverty you know what i mean like i don't i don't even i can't find like the words for it right now it's not debilitating but yeah once again i don't think i don't think the poor thing has anything to do with arthur i don't think he was messed up just for the fact that they was, you know, poor living off sardines or some shit. I think he just already had his his mental problems. That's what his mama says, though. Well, that's his mama. His mama was the one that had more of a problem with their living situation. But he's messed up about taking care of her. Like we, like, look, we can't skip that piece. Like, the reason he's so resentful and ends up wanting to kill her is that he basically feels like her lies. Like, if he had known the truth, he probably wouldn't have done all that taking care of her that he did. And when he has that moment at the very beginning, when he's talking to Robert De Niro's character, like, when he's watching him on TV, and then he sees himself in the audience, and Robert De Niro's talking to him, he's like, he literally says, I'm a good person because I take care of my mother. Do you all think Arthur does this if he still has medicine? Because to yes. me, the answer is yes. I wish they never added the line. Of him saying, once I killed those people, I felt I, this is the first time I felt alive in a while, or this is the first time I ever felt, felt alive. Because to me, the dance already told me that. Mm-hmm. You going into that, again, show, don't tell, when he goes into the bathroom and it's silly and it's weird. But guess what? Arthur is silly and weird. He doesn't have the same maturation as a regular adult. So him going to a bathroom doing the black swan or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is his way of expressing himself of finally being free. And like you said, he was still on the meds at the time. So this is not him off meds saying, oh yeah, me off the meds make me do this. No, he was already alive. And him, just like Kanye West, is now um, um, under the belief that these medications were actually hurting me, not helping me. I would say that was real slick right there what you did. I tried. Yeah, I appreciated it. But that's that's what I'm taking from this. Like, to me, this movie still happens. I do believe he is a murderer at the very least, with or without him being on meds. Um, I think he finds pleasure in that. I think there is another diagnosis, which again, I'm not a medical doctor of any kind, so I cannot tell you what diagnosis he should have. But to have someone sit down and say, basically, you see the scene of Bruce Wayne dying, not Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne's parents dying, which I'm going to say this because I'm here and I have the right to say so. The Pearls thing needs to Oh, my God. Can we stop? Also, FYI, for everyone who's listening and do not know, high-end Pearls don't break like that. High-end Pearls have knots in between each Pearl. So if you do break it, they don't go splitter-splatter all over the ground. Fake billionaires. 
saying, like, y'all yeah, on the budget? Like, y'all got this house <laughs> so, with the place set right next to the gate? It was like, y'all can't afford real <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm good. But again, that's a side note. Like, even that joke at the end when she's like, oh, what are you laughing at? And he's all like, creepily, you wouldn't get it. But, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm sorry, real quick, not to cut you off. What the hell's he talking about? Because, is it, alright, quick question, quick question about that. Keith, as somebody who liked the film better than we did, maybe you had a, had a better position to, to talk about this. What the hell is he talking about? Because, like, how would he even know Bruce Wayne's Batman? What's not even Batman? How does he know the parents died? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't get none of that. Now, I'm assuming, and again, I think that is, as I, like, the point I was going to get to eventually because I'm thinking through it through my head for the last, like, five days since I've seen it. A part of me believes this is all in Joker's head because of that scene. Yep. Because how else would the Joker know that Bruce Wayne's parents died or see that as a joke? I don't know, Keith. What what did, what did you think of that, though? I don't know. It was, it was showing a little too much. I think he could have ended at the very end when he was standing over the crowd on top of the cop car. For me, this is, this is what I was hoping going to happen when they did show him. For some reason, I mean, for some reason, I expected him to be in Arkham talking to, like, Harley Quinn or something. We don't really know what's true and what's not true in this movie. Um, but then if he was telling the story and he was telling the story to Harley Quinn, then it would make sense why he tried to build himself up as being a more sympathetic character than he may or may not actually have been or is. See, they should have just hired you, dog. Or the rumor is, is that he is not technically the Joker. He is the influence of. Right. Like, Something Joker like that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, again, all the theories that go on is that this is tied to Jack Nicholas' Joker. That, technically speaking, the person who shot um, Bruce Wayne's parents would, and I forgot his name, was it Jack Napier from the 1989? Uh, not Jack Frost. Jack, shit. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson is scary. <laughs> that that is maybe a wink and a nod that he is the actual future Joker. But even then, it's like he's kind of too old, or we, maybe he's just tall for his age. But basically, that's the rumor: is that oh, he could be the he could be the future Joker, or that this Joker of Heath Ledger. Look at me, I went all this time. Didn't even say Heath Ledger once. Um, like this Joaquin Phoenix Joker, kind of like if you watch Gotham to some extent, isn't actually, quote-unquote, the Joker. He is the influence of, he is the person that, at this time, in 81, when you had the great clown riots of Gotham, influences another young boy around the same age of Bruce Wayne, I guess. You know, I was going to say, I actually feel a little bad about some of the stuff we talked about, only because I like this movie more than it sounds like I did. (laughs) I mean, my frustration with the movie is, like, I, I was holding out hope that at the end it was going to choose to, to say something. I think, for me, it, it's a decision to literally use a quote that I'm not political, which is so goofy. And just, it didn't, it didn't serve the film. And then it showed, for it to say I'm not political, while outside there's a, a clown riot that is political, it's literally just kill all the rich people without us explaining why everybody else is frustrated. Like, I, like we kind of get why Arthur is, 
But like, why is everybody else like this? I mean, yeah, sure. Like, we get the some sense that like the rich aren't sharing. But like, what what does that mean? Because the rich ain't sharing when we go home either. Like, what's that mean? I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't feel like going and killing rich people all of a sudden when I go home. Like, I just feel like it, it didn't. In, I didn't have a sense of why Gotham was so out of whack. I mean, he got beat up by some teenagers. And then he, on his own, got fired because he brought a gun to, to a freaking children's hospital. That's his fault. Like, again, like, I chuckled, but it was like, oh, I feel bad about chuckling about that. I put my hands on my head. I, it, I thought that was an effective scene. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> but, and then there's that moment of like, yeah, you got fired. Yes, you did. <laughs> like, if you weren't going to get fired, I was going to add that to the list of things I had grievances with. It, it, it's a prop. It's not a real... Here's the thing. I, I feel when I watch people talk about this movie and rave about this movie, I just feel like they haven't watched much cinema. Like they'll be like, "It's like okay." Like I'm just gonna read a few things. I, I saw this um, this article real quick. I know we're trying to close out, but so these are some of the these are some of the quotes that people were saying were really cool. Say, "Is it just me, or is it getting crazier out there?" Um, I just hope my death makes more sense than my life. Are you having negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. Um, the worst part of having a mental illness is people act, b- expect you to believe as if it's not, as if you don't have a mental illness. Uh, I mean, don't you have to be funny to be a comedian? Um, and then, like, well, no one's laughing now. Do you mind telling it the joke? I used to think my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a comedy. And almost all those quotes I've already seen in, like, four different movies. It's not, It's it's like borrowing ideas, which is fine. But it's like, if you've seen these movies already, these things don't feel like revelations to you. It's like, cool, I've seen this already. So, um, you guys, if you like this, um, check out Sam's podcast. It's the Sam Said It podcast. Very fun podcast. Right. And also, um, Tim wasn't here with us this time, but check out the podcast he has with his wife, Deidre, called Shoot This Now. It's a pretty cool podcast. And, um... Also, follow us on the the Low Key Pod on Instagram and also on Facebook. Um, Sam, you got any plugins you want to? Um, Sam said it, DFW on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Again, my Snapchat is SJP30688. And if you got any thoughts about this film that you disagree with, that you agree with, whatever, like, like, let us know. Like, come, come, highlight us on, on on social, and and you know we'll rap about it. Absolutely, man. Same thing here. Send to the DFW at Gmail as well. Send an email through. I don't mind. I actually check it now because I need to check it. <laughs> again a low key joke for everyone here. See, low key, low key joke. Mm, mm, Boom! I love off. it. I love it. They just roll off. They just roll off the tongue now since the storm is gone. But um, definitely though. You want to email that? You want to rap about this? Hey, man, you know what? You know, like, I don't even might put you on my podcast if you want to go ahead and debate about this movie or anything that I discuss. Because you know what? I want this to be a community. Man, my look at that. It's not just for me. It is a community. This is, again, for those who might be going through things. You might want to just vent something out about this movie or life. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming out. And uh, we'll holler at everybody on, on the next one. Please. See you guys later. Thank you guys once again for having me. Of course. Of <laughs> course.